Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 110, Dave's Change Story, how writer's block and a Diet Coke habit led to not believing his brain and inviting in all feelings. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Changeable. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. This is one of my favorite change story episodes um, that I've done. And I might say that. I might say that often. <laughs> I don't know. But right now, today, this is one of my favorites, I promise. It's um, it's a conversation with Dave, who was in the spring Little School of Big Change course um, and has just seen so much. So I love how he talks about what brought him into this school, into this this conversation was writer's block, how he initially thought this is not for him, his issue is different, which is pretty common, and how he came to see that not only are all issues the same, but he he had a Diet Coke habit where he was drinking upwards of 20 a day, and and it never really even looked like much of a problem to him until it fell away. And it fell away while he was looking in another direction, while he was looking toward, uh, first, how do I get out of writer's block? And second, oh, wow, isn't it interesting how we all have these issues and they're really all the same. So um, I was excited to hear about Dave's Diet Coke habit because he uh, he shared a little bit about it on our forum and how it started. And I just thought it was really insightful what he'd seen about it, very common. So I knew that that story would help people. But I most of all just am so blown away at how much he's seen and how deeply and simply he sees it far beyond these surface issues of writer's block and too much Diet Coke. You know, it's um it's really beautiful some of the stuff that he shares and uh how he how he sees his mind differently, how he doesn't believe what his brain tells him in the same way, and how he's now in a place where he he's kind of inviting feelings in and just wanting to explore them rather than pushing them away. So I think um, this is a great conversation. You're going to love it. Now I have to say, Dave lives in LA in a building with a very poor cell reception. So he was outside on a busy street as we recorded this. And I'm, uh, I like to keep the the sound quality on this podcast as high as possible. And uh, this one is not, but it's so worth it. So I knew this was going to be the case. He told me he'd be outside. (laughs) I knew it would be loud. Um, And it is, but you can still hear him well. And please give it a listen because it's, it's really, really worth listening to. And for what it's worth, the sound quality gets a little bit better as you go through it. So it's kind of worst in the beginning. So um, yes, I, I'm so happy to share this with you. And I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Dave. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for being on Changeable. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really, um, really looking forward to hearing your story and having people hear it a little bit because it's, um, it's kind of unique in a few a few different ways that I think are fun to highlight. So, um, so yeah, so maybe start by just saying a little bit about kind of uh, you, whatever makes sense to say about you and kind of how, I guess, how you got into this conversation. Um, Cause you, you were in the little school of big change in the spring of 2020 in our COVID class, mm-hmm. as we call it. 
Um, yeah. yeah. What's, what's kind of the issue or stuff or concerns that brought you in at that point? Uh, well, I'm a screenwriter, a struggling screenwriter, I guess you can say. Um, so I had writer's block and so <laughs> that's why I went in and I, I didn't join the first time actually, because I thought that, uh, that it was like, I guess a small issue compared to what everyone else was having, um, which I was completely wrong about. But I thought, you know, here's, I was listening to the calls and people were having like serious issues and I'm over here. I can't string a couple of words together. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. But, uh, I, then I, I realized that everybody's problems, they're exactly the same. They're, everyone is just believing the thoughts that they're having in their head and it's just not true. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's what brought me to it. The writer's law. I love that though. I mean, that's a big thing to see off the bat, you know, where, everybody comes in thinking their problem is different and yours is pretty different. You know, writer's block is not the typical thing that brings someone in, but that's really cool to see that, you know, off, off the bat that, wow, we're really all dealing with the same stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was cool to, it was cool to read people's, uh, to read people on, on the forum, talk about their problem. And it was like, Oh my God, this is, you know, it's everyone's having the same problem just substitute the problem, you know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's different words, but same problem. Yeah. How long did it take you to, to kind of see that? Oh, I'm pretty smart. So like the first day. <laughs> you are, you are <laughs> no, a really no. good student, so. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, man, that probably took, uh, to be honest, the first three weeks I was going through the curriculum, I thought, oh, this doesn't really pertain to me. I thought, you know, and I was going on the, on the calls and I thought, um, like the first three calls, I thought, okay, this, this works for people that have binge eating problems, you no know, depression, OCD. And I thought this doesn't really relate to me. And then, um, and then it just hit me like, oh, it's just a busy brain. It's just, you know, believing these thoughts. And before I would always fight the thoughts. Yeah. I'd always try to, you know, I'd use cognitive behavioral therapy and try to, you know, try to challenge the thoughts to see if they were true. And that's all just treating thoughts as if they were all true. You know, if you fight a thought, you're, you're, you're actually saying that this thought is true, yeah. which that's not the case. So uh, probably about three weeks in, I, I saw that and that was big. That's when the Diet Coke habit started to uh, kind of drop off too. Yeah, it's awesome. It is big. It is really big to see. Yeah, like there's less to do than we think. And when we're in there man, trying to manage it, we're just adding to it, you know, but that's, yeah. that's what we do until we see otherwise. Yeah. And then also the brain, I mean, as you always say, we'll always try to come up with strategies and that just kind of keeps the problem going. But if you just step aside and just let it be, it kind of just drops away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, okay. So tell us about this diet Coke habit. So you came in (laughs) for writer's block, you know, but you had this other sort of secret thing going on. So what was that about? So you mean like how to start it or? Um, yeah, well, where, where was, what was your diet Coke habit when you, when you kind of first came into the school? Like how much diet Coke were you drinking? Like how did that look to you then? Okay. Okay. So like in the morning I would have two, two cans of diet. uh, It was actually Coke zero. Uh, that was my poison. I would have two cans in the morning. Like the second I woke up, uh, sometimes I would even have one in the shower because it's just amazing to (laughs) drink a nice cold soda in the shower. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so that'd be like a third one. And then I'd have one on the way to work. I would bring six to work and I would down all six of those. 
I would have one after work. And then at dinner time, I would have two. And th those are usually bottles, the 20 ounce bottles. And then I would go to the store and I would usually have two. And then at night, I would usually write for about an hour, hour and a half, and or try to write. And I would usually have another probably two or three. And so, okay, so that's a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was spending about 600 a month in soda. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. So I guess yeah. probably the question, definitely the question on my mind, probably on everyone's mind is like, so... So how come you didn't come in thinking that that was the habit that you might want to look at in the school rather than the writer's blog? Well, you know, it's funny because uh, probably a month before I went into the school, one of my coworkers said, you know, you really got to, you got to give this up, man. <laughs> and I told him, I said, no, nah, I, I like drinking, you know, this much soda. It's, it's not a problem to me, even though it was a problem. That was denial. But because uh, I had tried to give up probably three or four times and it just didn't work. But uh yeah, I just didn't. I, I thought writer's block was the was the big was the big thing. I, I didn't even see it as a problem, really. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and then, and then once once I I started to catch on to my brain, I remember going into the fridge, you know, and the brain is the one that got me to the fridge. And I grabbed a soda, and I instantly had like this this, this the brain told me to drink it, but as I was drinking it, my brain would would like belittle me and berate me and say I'm weak. You know, and I'm like, wow, that's crazy because the brain told me to drink it. But yeah, now the brain's telling me that I'm weak yeah, yeah. for drinking it. Wow. And then, and then I, I, and then someone, someone said, you know, about the whole thing about it. it's just, it's not what you're thinking. It's that you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And then that, that, that was a light bulb right there. I was like, oh, okay. So every time I went to go grab a soda, I, I just knew that there was just a lot of thinking going on about the soda. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then kind of the urges just kind of dropped away, uh, pretty quick believe it or not wow i love that so yeah, much I, so that's kind of what you saw around the writer's block too right like oh this is not about writing per se it's just a lot of thinking and so was it yeah, about oh yeah, the Diet coke yeah yeah it's it's all about you know the future not being in the moment you know it's like i'm already in the future being rejected for the screenplay that i haven't even written yet <laughs> uh, yeah. you know it's like yeah oh here comes some sirens <laughs> they're coming after me i, I gotta run <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> i'll wait i'll wait yeah. for a sec till they pass all right, all right. okay so um all right. yeah so so tell us a little bit how about how the habit got started because i've heard you write about that a little on the forum and i think it's really insightful how you see it okay so it got i, I was a fat kid <laughs> and i didn't I didn't know it. Um, it it's crazy because uh, I, so I was, you know, I had the opposite of body dysmorphia. Like when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see a fat kid. I saw this, you know, just a normal kid, you know, it's like, I wasn't like trim and slim, but I didn't see a fat kid. Yeah. And what happened was when I was about, it was my eighth grade summer. Um, I had a chance to go to Hawaii for, uh, for like a month by myself, um, which is crazy right there. Uh, <laughs> I did lived off the land for a month. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Um, <laughs> we had some friends that lived in Hawaii. So I stayed with them for a, for a month. And uh, it was crazy because uh, it was like literally 30 of us living in a two-bedroom apartment. It was our two-bedroom house. It was crazy. And I was living in a basement with like 12 other people. So that was crazy. But what happened was 
someone was, there was like a, I forgot what it was, like a birthday party or something, but someone was video recording, you know, the, the party. Mm-hmm. And when we were watching, watching the, the tape afterwards, I saw this from the back. I saw this fat kid <laughs> and I was like, who's that guy? No, I didn't. I didn't see him there. Like, like, who is that? And then when he turned around, I noticed uh, that that was me. I'm like, oh my God, oh hell no. Because, <laughs> you know, I was about to start high school and I was like, oh, I can't go to high school looking like that. Um, so then I didn't know anything about nutrition or anything, but I knew that if I, if I drink diet soda, it's got zero calories. So if I just drink a bunch of those, that'll fill me up. You know, once I get home, I could exercise and, you know, and I'll lose weight to go into high school. So I started drinking a ton of diet soda at that point. And then I ended up dropping like 20 pounds that summer um, before going into high school. And then, uh, and then once I got to high school, you know, I got positive attention from the ladies and stuff. So I just kept the, kept the habit going. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how it started was just to lose weight. Yeah. And just to kind of, just kind of fill myself up. And then, and then throughout, throughout the years, I think my subconscious kind of associated drinking a Diet Coke with control. Like, okay, when I was a kid, I, I lost all this weight. You know, my life got better, supposedly, whatever. You know, I got girlfriends, all that stuff. And um, am I, am I, so that was my, like my stress relief, drinking a Diet Coke. Mm. Yeah, I love that, um, that piece. And you mentioned that, you, that you've noticed before uh, how like your mind might go somewhere like feeling out of control or feeling worried about something or whatever. And you've, I think you've said this and then you've noticed like immediately after like the thought of like, Oh, I need a Coke zero, <laughs> like reaching for it, like kind yeah. of coupled with that feeling. Yeah. 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 Whenever I had a problem, you know, uh, yeah, I would feel better if I had a Coke zero. Yeah. And so if I'm drinking a Coke zero, throughout the entire day, <laughs> I got no problem. <laughs> you know? it, yeah. I so, mean, it's so, it's, which became a problem, you know? Right. Right. But it's, but I love just hearing that because it is, it is really simple. And yet we are like, you were kind of, you know, semi blind to it for quite a while until you weren't, mm-hmm. you know, or you like you, you know, you could have seen some things about it, but it's like, no, nope, this is just from the thinking that we're in, we do the best we can to just cope and feel okay. And, and then as our, our consciousness rises a bit, or as we just kind of get a bit more space and see more, it's like new possibilities show up that weren't there before. So now it's like, oh, or yeah. like, you know, new, new thoughts and a new future kind of shows up that you couldn't see before. And, and yeah, yeah yep. I love that. Yeah. And then, and then one other thing is too, it's like, uh, in the first probably week after I had the insight about, you know, like it's not what I'm thinking, it's that I'm thinking, uh, my brain did come up with a strategy to, uh, or I don't know if my brain did, it's probably wisdom, I, I would say, came up with a strategy to, um, to cut down. And I remember this clearly because I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to have, because, you know, I was drinking 20 sodas a day. And so I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to drink four sodas a day, you know. And, uh, and my brain instantly jumped on, well, that's not cutting down. That's, you know, you're, you're still, uh, you're still addicted. You have to go all or nothing. Mm. And, uh, and right away I, I knew that, okay, that's, that's not true at all. Yeah. And so I allowed myself to have, you know, four, sometimes I even had like that first week, I think I had probably at one point, I probably had like six or seven in one day, which was still, you know, a lot less than I normally drink. Yeah. But my brain would constantly jump on that. Every time I'd drink a soda, my brain would jump on it. Oh, look at you. You're weak. You'll never give this up. 
But at that point, I already knew that, okay, well, I'm not going to listen to my brain. I'm not going to fight my brain. I'm not going to try to say, oh, you're wrong. You're, you know, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to like, oh, that's just a bunch of electricity going on in my brain. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. And I think that's the key is to not beat yourself up. You know, your brain's going to beat yourself up. Just don't ignore it. Just accept it. You know, it's just, it doesn't mean anything. You know, like you always say, it's not personal. Yeah. Just seeing it for what it is. It's like, it sounds yeah. like it just gave you that instant kind of detachment a little bit. And then you could notice where, when it was so irrational, you know, when your brain is the yeah. one telling you yeah. to go drink and then your brain is the one telling you, beating you up for drinking it. And, you know, like, it's just so yeah. contradictory. Yeah, it's the same thing with the writing too. Like I'll sit down, my brain will tell me, okay, you got to go write. You haven't written today. You got to go write. So I'll go sit down to write and instantly my brain says, oh, you got to watch YouTube videos. No, just get relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to relax, watch some YouTube videos. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch some YouTube videos. And then it's like, oh, you got to watch an interview with, uh, with some screenwriter. Okay, I'll watch. And then, you know, the day is gone. And then, uh, then your brain goes, look at you. you you're lazy. You watch videos all day. Yeah. It's like, no, you're the one that told me to do that. <laughs> you know, so now I, I kind of know. I'm like, okay, I'm on to it. Like, oh, whatever. I just start start writing. No, it's no big deal. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that because that's, I love that um, none of what we talk about here is content specific at all. You know, like a habit fell yeah. away that yeah. you weren't even looking toward really. Um, you know, that yeah. you, that's, and that's so much of the theme of what you saw too. It's like, wow, all the things are the same. Everybody's brain. Yeah contradicts itself and and it's like that yep. just feels like it gets so to the root of it like your mind's going to do that like you said our minds will do that forever but you've seen yeah. seen so much that has you just suspicious of it yeah and and it affects all areas of your life too you start to see this everywhere i mean yeah. everywhere you know even when when i'm like when i'm selling shoes and i'm with a customer my brain will actually tell me oh this person's not believing a word you're saying you know and then Right after my brain says that, the people will be like, okay, I'll take both shoes, insoles, socks, every, you know, everything I'm trying to sell them. And I'm like, oh, wow, my brain was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's happened so many times where I don't even, I don't even trust the brain in a sales process. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's helpful. That's great. Yeah. Are there yeah. other things in your life that have kind of like changed without you trying or, you know, things like that? That's such a cool example. Like other places where you've just seen this show up. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I mentioned this on the forum, and I guess it's kind of big for me. But uh, I remember, this is like a few weeks ago, I was getting out of bed in the morning, trying to drag myself to work. And I was super tired. I didn't get much sleep the night before. And I remember I was getting out of the shower. And I was like, oh, I, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work, you know, but I had to. And then all of a sudden, I just became aware of, um, I, I, I became this non-judgmental awareness of this guy having to go to work. And I became extremely curious about how the day is going to unfold for this character named Dave. Hmm. And then it was just weird. I, I was like this, like this, just awareness of, you know, I, it was, it was weird. It was like, almost like if this guy can go to work and get fired from his job and it would be completely fine because it, that's just the journey. That's just the journey he's going on. Yeah. And I'm this awareness of what's going on in this guy's life. And, uh, and that kind of stuck with me. It's really weird. And so now like in the mornings, a lot of times I'll just go, man, I wonder how this day is going to unfold, you know? And, and I know that no matter what happens, I'm, I'm going to be okay. So, you know, it's just, I guess wow. I don't know how to really explain it, but that's, 
you know, that's kind of big. Yeah. No, that explains it really well. Yeah, it is. It's huge. It is. And yeah, like that bit of distance from it and, you know, kind of what you're saying, like, it's not like every single day is fully in that awareness, obviously, but like you said, having that experience sounds like it's, it's stuck with you in a way that things just don't look exactly the way they used to. They probably never will again. Yeah. And then the other thing was, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to live in this detached awareness, you know, like that would be kind of boring. And then it occurred to me that, you know, like we're, we're, we're not supposed to be happy all the time. We're supposed to feel everything. And so I, you can be this detached awareness, but at the same time, you know, this gift of life is meant to be a roller coaster ride. And so I can jump into the body, not consciously, but I mean, I could, you know, I'm both the awareness and I'm this person going through life, going through all the ups and downs, um, you know, and I, and I kind of, and I want to feel that I kind of want to feel the fear. I kind of, I want to feel the sadness, but I also want to feel the happiness, you know, and it's all okay. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's great. And, and it's like what you've seen about things, I think probably it it makes it, makes you want to feel all that because now it doesn't look so dangerous. You know, you don't need to yeah. numb from it and hide from it and all of that. It just, the whole thing looks different kind of from the bottom up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other night I was, uh, I was coming home. It was probably like 1030 at night or whatever. And I was coming home and for some reason I was feeling depressed. And this is before I got my mom's uh, test results back and, and all this stuff. So this was a couple of weeks ago. And, but I remember I was feeling really depressed. I didn't know why I was feeling depressed, but I just felt depressed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wasn't trying to think of, well, what am I thinking or anything like that? I just, I remember going, okay, I want to feel this. You know, I'm not going to try to fight it. and I'm not going to try to do something else to distract myself. I want to feel this. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table, just sitting there. And I'm like, I'm just going to feel this. And I remember, I was like, okay, it's this heaviness in the chest. And it's this, this butterfly feeling in the stomach. And just this, this, this like, I guess, feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. And then I, I didn't fight it. I just wanted to feel it. And I was like, this is the gift of life. This is the gift of being a human, being able to feel all this stuff. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it went away pretty quick and I ended up doing other stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> like when you, try to, <laughs> when you try to feel like depression and stuff, when you actually go, okay, yeah, I want to feel this, it doesn't last. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't do it as a, I didn't do it as a strategy though. If I would have done it as a strategy, I'd probably still be feeling depressed. Right. But when you, right. when you actually jump into all your feelings, if you're feeling fear, feel the fear. If you're feeling anxiety, feel the anxiety. Don't, don't run from it. Feel it. That's the gift of, of, of being a human, you know, it's, it's getting to feel all this, all these feelings while you're still alive. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's, yeah, that's wow. pretty big, I guess. Yeah. I love it. I just, it's so, it is, it's so big and it's, it'll, it'll show up and help you in what you've seen and in anything, anything that comes your way. And you know that, you know, and, yeah. and I just, I think it, it makes the story that much cooler that it started with like, oh, I should have less writer's block <laughs> or even yeah, about like, exactly. Diet Coke or something, you know, and that's how it is for, for yeah. us. Like we get fixated on whatever we think is the biggest issue, but it, but it's yeah. incredible. Like and you articulate it so well, like how it, how our, our issues just open us up to man. So, so much bigger yeah. than that. Yeah. And we should be thankful for our problems because, yeah. you know, they're, they're the key to the insights that, that we need to have. Yes. You know, you know, you know yeah. I think it's Eckhart Tolle said that we're not on earth to be happy. We're, 
or, or we don't have problems on like the problems. I, I, I forgot how he said it, but it basically he said problems are here to wake us up. That's the reason why we're here on earth to have yeah. problems to be wake up. You know, no one wants to have a perfect life. That'd be super boring. <laughs> yeah. And if we always had what we wanted, we would just stop growing. I, I think like as, yeah. as individuals, but also just as a species and as a planet and everything. Like if, it, if you know, yeah. not that we can't be content and grateful and have that as our basis, because it is our basis. But if we always yeah. felt that, right, there'd be no expanding toward anything else. There'd be no, no crashes that lead us to look to the next thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes, struggle is built into life to make us stronger. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I think um, I love this conversation. I'm so, I love everything you've seen. It's amazing. And I think this is going to be really helpful to so many people. So thank thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I hope it helps people. And we're all still still evolving, still having problems, which is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Amy. There are two things coming up that I want to tell you about. First, on Tuesday, August 25th, I'm hosting a free webinar called How to Have Peace of Mind in Times of Uncertainty and Change. I'll talk about how isolation, change, and uncertainty are not painful states in and of themselves, although we sure struggle with them at times. I'll talk about health and financial anxiety and how habits and unhealthy coping mechanisms, which kind of gone into a backslide for a lot of people in the past few months, how they're really signs of our resilience. So we will look at those habits that have come back and talk about that a lot in this webinar. Everyone who registers for the webinar will get the recording and there will be time for questions. So you can see more and register for the free webinar at dramyjohnson.com slash COVID. Also on Thursday, August 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern time, I'm having a Q&A session on my Facebook page about the Little School of Big Change. So I will share in that q and I'll answer all your questions and I'll talk a little bit about how right now with what we're going through in the world, this is the perfect time to see that you're always changing. You always have been changing to look toward the resilience and the human design that is created for this. We are designed for what we're going through right now in the world. I'll talk about that a little. Mostly I'll answer all your questions about the Little School of Big Change and how it can help you, particularly right now. So join me on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dr. Amy Johnson. Both of these links are in the show notes and I hope to see you there.